Hey, everybody. Welcome to the podcast today. I have one of my favorite people, Tiffany Leader. Now, she, yes, she was a client of mine, but also she is an inspiration. Um, And I wanted to bring her on because I want her to share her story with you because I think that we don't tell the, I don't want to say truth. That's not an accurate definition. I think that we need to be more candid when we're showing up online that, you know, life is going on while you're in the midst of having your dreams. And she's certainly, um, an example of that. And I'm so excited for where her future is going. I'm so honored to have been a part of it. So Tiffany, thank you for being here. Yeah. Thank you so much for having me. I'm so grateful to be here. Great. First, what I want you to do is I want you to tell everybody like, hi, I'm Mary. What do you do? (laughs) Yeah, yeah. So hi, everybody. I'm Tiffany Leader. I work with ambitious, high achieving women to eliminate burnout for good. So they can truly live a joyful, meaningful and purpose life. And that's my story as well. Yes. And how long did it take you to refine being able to say that? Oh, my gosh, (laughs) I think I still refine it. (laughs) But I tell you what, I would say, probably four or five months to be honest of like for it to roll off as easy as it does because I would trip trip up and practice and change the words and really figure it out um but yeah so I'm always changing it but yeah probably I'd say four to five months for me and I know that's something we had talked about and something that I've worked through is like what am I saying matters to me and I almost had an insecurity of that but what the process was, was that I just kept putting it out there. I just kept doing it. Even if I was making mistakes, I was tripping, umming, all that. I just kept putting it out there and now it just rolls off. Yes. What do you think is the challenging part to that point about, right? That it, you're putting it out there, right? Because one of the things that definitely working on is like, you have a history of, you know, a career woman and, mm-hmm. you know, moving into something else and pivoting your, you know, and creating a business, et cetera. It's like, we have these identities, right? And sometimes we can mm-hmm. get fixated on it. And a lot of time, and historically, because you have all the degrees and everything, we are labeled right? Clinician, social worker, whatever it is, uh, you know, and when we start going out on our own and then we have to create our own words, if you will, around what we're doing, how we're helping that we have nothing to lean on. And so it is that practice. And, you know, what is your, what are your thoughts around when, um, and so for everybody listening and watching Tiffany and I were, we worked together, I guess, what, I'm not, I guess I don't even know how long, what, like you took a program and then we worked one-on-one. So we've known each other, so we can kind of riff here. Here's the goal of this podcast. And, and uh, those of you watching on the YouTubes is really asking her questions so that you can see yourself in her story because she is the perfect example of, um, uh, determination. And so if we're, if we're a little scattered, that's just me, right? Cause I'm going to riff off of some stuff, but that point about like, we, we get so fixated on, um, labels, i.e. even, hi, this is what I do. Like it has to sound perfect and da, 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 da. So back to that process, you know, what, like practicing and then feeling like this isn't just right. How much of that do you think could have held you back if you would have kept hammering, trying to have just the perfect seven words strung together? Oh, I probably wouldn't be have my business right now. Exactly my point. That's what I was going to do. Yeah, honestly, because when 
when you think you have to have a perfect, yes. then you de- delay taking action. Or at least yes. that's what it was for me is that I was like, oh, I'm not ready to put it out there because I don't know everything or I don't do anything. And coming into this new identity as a business person, mm-hmm. I always told myself I would never do that. That was my sister. That was my dad's side of the family. They're the entrepreneur. They have that spirit. I was like, I will never do that. And so for me to actually get to this place where it's like, oh, I am going to do this. How am I going to do this? Um, it challenged a lot of my identity and who I said, what I was comfortable saying who I was. Yes. A hundred percent. And now you're at a place where, you know, you know how to create clients and, and, you know, Tiffany's made a lot of money working together and we, you know, we had a new offer that she hadn't contemplated and, you know, she's made a ton of money, but it's not just about the money that you've made. What it, it's more important, right? I think that, um, and of course we're all, we want to make money and we want to help people. However, I think the biggest lesson has been when you had that moment of realization, I like, so remember that because that was one of the things I would say to you, like, what are your thoughts around this? How are you feeling? The realization, not only just this new identity of a CEO of your own business that can, you can actually grow it wherever you want. But that moment, oh, I have such chills that moment when you realized like, oh my, I've done this. I'm doing this. This is my future. I can literally create what I want. What was that experience for you? It's almost like I don't have words because it's so much of the emotions of it. Like I go back to that moment when we were talking about it. Um, there's nothing like uh, breaking free. It's almost like we do these self-constructed boxes yes. for ourselves of like, this is who I am. This is what I do. I'm not even going to think outside of this box because this is the lane I know that I'm comfortable with. And that moment was like breaking that box. And saying now, like, uh, possibilities are limitless. And I have the ability to create my own financial freedom, financial wealth for myself and my family. And um, the look like the stress that melts from that, and the joy that even comes from that the excitement that comes. It's so funny too, or ironic, I guess, because I used to be so fearful of being an entrepreneur. Like I said earlier, yeah. that like when I got to this moment, it was actually joyous and freeing and um, mind blowing, really. I was busting the box I had in my own mind for myself. And, and it's incredible and empowering to know that like, not that I'm in control of things, but like I have the ability to learn to grow and, um, create something of my own. Yes. So what you said about like labeling and your identity and the fact that your family, and I know your sister has a business, right. And that it was the other people. Yeah. Yeah. And you know what? And I think, you know, you and I know as working with like tons of people over the years, it's that, that is a, a, you know, a self-imposed identity, right? It's like other people do that other people and women don't take chances a lot of times because it's them. It's those people and it good or bad, right? Those people, it's like, you know, one of the things that people talk negatively about making money, like those rich people, like you're Mm -hmm. never going to be rich. I'm going to tell you ladies, you're never going to be rich. Cause if you identify, if you don't want to identify, identify with those rich people who are mean, which is ridiculous, but anyhow, then you're never going to be that. And so that moment, like that you decided 
like, oh, well, I am a business owner and I now am like, really like with your family, so to speak, right? It's like, do you have different conversations or how did they see that? Or, you know, I mean, is there a new conversation? I know you and your sister talk. Um, What is that yeah. like for you to have that ability now to have just a different conversation? And you both know as women that you've changed like the, the language just in your families, right? That yeah. you can create whatever you want to. Yeah, I, it has actually brought my sister and I closer Yeah, um, because we have this level of understanding as business owners and she's been a business owner longer and I've been in this kind of, she's kind of dabbling into the coaching space now. And so I have the knowledge of the coaching space. So we're both kind of just like talking and we're, we hit the same walls sometimes. So it's like hitting the same identity, having different conversations to really, I feel like I'm getting to know her on a different level. Yes. And I feel like for both of us, even though we have been brought up in a family that was like, you know, pursue, work hard, pursue whatever you want. We still have, we both have busted. We were talking about this the other day. We still busted limiting beliefs that even our parents didn't even know that they were giving us um, doing the best that they can. And so we both feel like we are changing the narrative of what it looks like for us moving forward in life and what our jobs can look like. And um, I mean, we could go out to like the societal norms for women and exactly. all of that. So, well, I know that you hear things differently now, right? It's like you have, oh, yeah. like you're saying you, you're having co- different conversations with your sister, which I know we, we've talked about, but also like there's other people in your world and whether it's cl- former clients or a former job or whatever, or whomever else is in your world, you're hearing their conversation through a new yes. lens. What's that experience like for you? Like being like so consciously seeing and hearing it differently. Yeah. Um, I think when I first started it, I was like, whoa, like how much are we guided by limiting beliefs that either we have taken on unconsciously through our families or through our society? So I'm so much aware of that. And I'm very quick now to be like, oh, but what if Yeah, <laughs> I'm really quick to point out something different, even with my clients. I had a client the other day. I was like, well, what if it was this way? Just kind of bust that box for her and she's like I never thought about it that way I was like you could do that I was like yeah you can create your own business if that's what you want to do and create different things we were just like riffing ideas and stuff like that and she was like I don't I didn't even think of that and so I also see the fear that I used to have. Yes. So talk too. a little bit about that, right? Because there's yeah. something safe about you like being in a box, right? It's like, we, yeah. we, we think it's predictable. We have our set identity. We can just go along, get along, go along, all of that kind of thing. And, you know, what is the, like, what's the worst case scenario? That's always my bottom line. Like what's the worst case scenario? What's the worst case scenario? So <laughs> when you see the fear, what are your like, observations around women and fears about shifting their identity, creating something new? Yeah, I think it's all about expectations. Mm-hmm. Um, that's the root of it. And I think that's what it was for myself. I expected life to look a certain way. Yeah, And it was scary to look at it in a different way, even if it was good, just because it was out of my comfort zone and out of even my my orbit as far as my thoughts like it was out of that and so it's like to consider something like that even if it's good 
was scary. And I see that in other people. It's like, well, we, we have all these unknown things that are happening or all these like things we can't figure out, which now I find I embrace that of like, well, what if, and saying, instead of saying like, oh, what if this is going to happen? I'm like, what if it does happen and get really curious on what could happen? What could it be like? What could life be like if we busted this box in this identity? Like, who would I be? Like, I know who I am. And um, I think about a lot of what you have said of like, when you build something like this, you become more of yourself. If you're yes. generous, you become more generous. Exactly. I keep that in the back yeah. of my head uh, because it's true. It's like, we know that, but we don't know it because the fear gets in the way and it clogs our minds of thinking about something new and different. And ultimately it's amazing what it is. Right. So can you talk a little bit about what is it like, you know, I want to talk about the grit, right. That you've, um, right. The, the, um, one is, I think that we're also in a society, even though I have my easy button. So for those of you who are listening on the podcast, I'm pushing my easy button. Um, and so there's so much that we want to make easy in life. And, and just like, I was like, introduce yourself. And now it's easier, right. It was hard Mm -hmm. in the beginning, you know, two things, I guess I want to talk about is like, uh, the work that comes with busting through the box, right. And the self-identity and, and it is hard work and Mm -hmm. societal not wanting to necessarily embrace hard work or whatever construct we have around that and want it easy and the grit and determination to, to go for your dreams. So when, you know, you working, so you were working and, um, while you're building a business, while you're navigating life and husband, family, um, just taking care of yourself and all of these things. It's like, how did one of the questions that a lot of people ask is like, how do people stay motivated? What's your reason for being motivated in the face of days that are challenging? Or how do you even navigate days that are challenging? How have you made peace with um, those times that you reached out and you're like, I feel like, you know, I need to take care of myself and my health right now or the family. And, um, I feel like I'm not doing enough. And one of the things I said to you is that time collapses after a moment, after you learn this and you just start to embody it. Like, it doesn't even matter that like today you didn't do something, but still, how do you stay motivated? How do you handle taking care of yourself when you're also very driven. What does that look like for you? Or what did it look like too in the beginning? Yeah, I had to, I came to a realization, like I had to make a change. And if I didn't make a change, so, you know, I help women with burnout. I went through my own and this last one, it looked like I was tanking mentally, emotionally, physically tanking in a new way that I've never experienced before and I knew that I had to make a change so one that was one motivating factor of like I gotta take care of myself but I also want to find something that I can still help people I knew it was like there was a glimmer of that there the burnout was so big and I was like I even told people I was like maybe I'll just work at a coffee shop and I'll just you know serve coffee you still interact and talk with people hear their stories and then they're on their merry way but I knew inside of me, there was still this flame of a passion of still being in a helping profession and what that would look like. And so a couple years ago, but prior to that, I had a colleague that taught me really how to dream and how to dream big. And so um, coupled with when I started getting into your world and your things, 
of dreaming and taking that to the next level of dreaming. What do I want life to look like? What do, do I want it to be like? What do I want it to feel like? And I just kept going back to that when I didn't feel motivated, when I didn't feel like I could that day because of health issues I was navigating or transitions that my husband and I were going through. Um, I would go back to that and what that felt like of being able to have this life full of joy, this life of living outside more than we do inside. Um, how do we navigate that and traveling and all the different things that we do? Um, it was like a stake in the sand that I put, I feel like at that moment. And I always came back to it when I started to waver or started to get fearful or started to be like, well, maybe I could like think smaller. Mm-hmm. Maybe I could just go back to what I've done or all oh, the, the clients today were great. So maybe I'll just stay in this yeah. job. I remember that. I, was in. <laughs> I kind of remember that conversation. You're like, yeah. you know, wasn't that yeah. bad? I'm like, hello, wake up. Yeah. Right yeah. And right. So how often do you find that people don't have that stake in the sand or they don't make that moment, that change or, or they deny it. And right. And this is part of what you do with your clients, right? It's like mm-hmm. the denial of that inner calling of, I need to change is what eventually can lead people to burnout or at yeah. least one of the things. Right. Yeah. And so yeah. what do you think it really takes, you know, for people to make a, make that, you know, like stake their claim. I mean, because I know that you work with women who have burnt out while you also want to work with women who think, God, if I keep up on this train, man, I'm going to totally burn out. So what, what is, what is a catalyst so that it doesn't have to get to a crisis before someone's like, oh shit, I need to make a change. I mean, what, what's the answer? This is the five million dollar question, Tiffany. You will be a bitch, right? This is truly the live question, right? It's like, what do you think? You know, how can women circumvent a major meltdown? Like you said, you said I was tanking mentally, emotionally, physically. How can they circumvent that so they don't have to get to that point, or the divorce, or screaming at their kid, or losing their job, or whatever it is? until they choose themselves in their dream. Yeah. Yeah. I think it's pausing to become aware of like, what is happening? What's mm-hmm. happening in my world outside of me? What is happening inside of me? Cause we have, we all have this innate sense in our soul. And I believe in our spirit of a desire for our lives. We were created with that. Mm-hmm. And when we live in a way that does not honor that, that's where the burnout comes ultimately because we're doing things from other people's expectations. We're doing what society expects, what our spouses expect, what our workplace expects. And then that, that deep desire knowing self gets lost. Mm. And when we can go back to that place and say, let me just take a moment and decide like, what is that? What is that spot saying? Can I get back to there and say, like, what did she love to do? Yeah. When was the last time she was out? When was the last time she, like, had joy? That's what the word I go to all the time because that's what I feel like sustains me. And when I teach clients, it sustains them. It's like joy comes from, yes, it's things in our environment, but it hits our soul. Yeah. And it hits deep in our spirit. And so when we can go back to that place and discover 
we can discover what that looks like for you. And every season, it's going to look different. Every season, every woman's going to be in, it's going to be different, but it's all the same as far as like, that's going to hit you in that place that's deep inside. Well, a couple of things here. One is um, every season. I think that that's part of it too, what you're saying, right? Because it's society, it's our spouses, or we just get trapped, so to speak. And, and we, we don't allow ourselves to, to recognize seasons in our life and to be in harmony with those flows and those kind of things. And that's also what, what burnout is, right? It's just like, and one of the things business related, right? There's seasons also in our business. Like I took off a couple months. I mean, I, Mm -hmm. you know, 10 years in, I've built enough where I can do that. And not everybody can that long off, but whatever industry there's seasons that are busier in that maybe when you work a little bit more and then you have your lower time or your downtime where you can travel more, whatever that looks like, or read more, whatever. Um, but that's one of the things, right. That the seasons Mm -hmm. of business and just life, like, yeah an ill parent or you have a kid or you got a dog or whatever. Yeah. And I've been, yeah. And I've been researching more recently, um, hormone cycles and how do you sync your hormone cycle to your business? Yes. Oh my gosh. It's a game changer. If you have not looked into this lady, it's like, please like look into it because I think we're so not aware. Uh, We know because we say, oh, we don't have as much industry and all this stuff when we're on our period. But what about the other time? When can we maximize when we have more energy or when it starts coming down or when it changes? And so when you can look at that, like I have a chart that I look at and I'm like, okay, how can I schedule different things at different times to support myself? Um, so that I don't feel like I have to run the rat race and I don't feel like I have to just keep pressing and keep pushing uh, when honestly I don't feel well or I don't feel like I can. Um, so that alleviates the guilt yeah. of like pushing and going and pushing and going, being able to take that time to take care of myself and know that like and trust that my business will continue to run regardless of what input that I put into it that day. Well, and to this point about periods or, cause I haven't had a period in a long time. Thank you, Jesus. Yeah. But still, right. Well, <laughs> no, you know, yeah. with me now, it's like, you know, discovering about the ADHD and being autistic. It's just like, yeah. oh, that's why that happens. Or that's why. So whether it's that, or whether it's being in menopause or perimenopause, or you just had a kid right. or certainly the, the seasons and cycles, but definitely around your, you know, your menstruation cycle. Oh my God. Even don't get waxed certain times girls and right. Or or lift weights at certain times. It's like sometimes when we have a known, like you said, it alleviates feeling bad or bashing ourselves or why can't I push through, but the Mm -hmm. pushing through there's times it's warranted and there's times it's not. Yes. Yeah. I actually just put out a post on Facebook about that. And I was curious to see how people would answer on it. Um, Cause I'm all about, cause I'm one that naturally pushes through to a point where it's unhealthy for me. So for me, rest is always an answer um, because I need, I'm one that will just knee jerk reaction. I'm going to hit it hard, but I know that's not healthy for me all the time. And I know other people, it could be like rest is their main thing and they actually need to be motivated to go and do a little bit more. Right. So I think there's a give and take on the pushing and resting. 
Well, I think it comes back to um, also what you said about there's a deep desire, you know, um, you have a knowing in your soul and yourself. And I think that we get, we, we deny that, right? I call it delusional denial as one of the five blind spots, but it's like, we deny what's Mm -hmm. going on around us, but we also deny with this inner knowing that we know, I believe like, and you know, I believe it's like, I believe we are our highest self. She's available right now, instantly, like right today, this second. And we just deny it. And it's because she's the truth teller. And sometimes we're afraid of the truth. Like that's a shitty marriage. That's a bad job that get out of this career, fire the client. Like you and I were just talking about before we hit record, um, taking these chances and, What is one of your pieces where besides, again, hitting that wall, that crises where you, we give ourselves that moment to hear our own desires. What is that like for you now to, to designate time aside so that you can listen to your own mind? Yeah. Yeah. So like this morning, I typically, I try not to pick up my phone, but I've kind of been in this habit of picking up my phone. So this morning it was a lot cooler where I'm at right now. And so I was like, you know what? I'm going to sit outside and have a fire and just take a minute. Or God quiet. dang it. I totally did that. Oh my God. <laughs> yeah, that's that's awesome. the best morning ever having a bummer. Yes. 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 And just taking a minute to be like, let me just quiet everything down before the to-do list starts running, before everything happens to just like, what do I need today? So and- look, I, I know that anyone who's listening, some, not everyone. There are people that will be listening that will be like, oh, well, that's so easy for you, Tiffany. But I have this and I have that and I have that. And we all have a list. We all have a to-do list. So what one person has on their to-do list is not any more important than someone else's to-do list. Right. So taking that time though, for yourself, when was the moment that you stopped feeling badly or guilty or whatever shame, whatever language around that? When was the moment where you could joyfully give that to yourself, recognizing that you it's, it's required now, so to speak? Yeah, I think it was, it was several months in of me trying it and seeing what it looked like. Like I had done forms of self-care, Yeah, but like I realized the self-care I was doing was what, not what I needed, not that inner place. I wasn't listening. I'm like, oh, I'll go get a massage or, oh, I'll do this. But like during the massage, my brain would be running a mile a minute. What I probably need right. to do is journal right, <laughs> or get my thoughts out. And so I think it was a couple, and it's still something I think I deal with today from, I go to that default um, of like, I got to keep running. I got to keep going. But I know now I don't, I'm not, I don't feel guilty at all now. It's taking me a while. I'd say it's taken me several years to really be consistent at it and yes. practicing it and I'll say this too with people in different seasons of life I tell people a great deep breath is four sorry it's eight seconds so if you can take a good deep breath and have eight seconds if that's all you have during your day and during the season of life that you're in you can take that moment to give your body and your brain some oxygen and release and move on. Cause though, if you can take several of those throughout the day, you're good to go. You can be good yeah. to go. Well, you take a deep breath right now. No, okay. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. 
yeah let's all do it together shall we yeah one two three yeah i'm in i guess the the point with that too is that sometimes it doesn't have to be starting a fire it doesn't have to be it doesn't have to be yeah. you know, the massage. I think part of this too yeah. is what is it that would refill your own cup? And how do you even know, right? Because back to the seasons, because you know, you you and I love that concept of seasons. Yeah. It's like there's different seasons that my cup is filled with different stuff, man. And exactly. I and it changes. You know, it changes. And I think that we we forget that. We we or yeah. or you know, you go through a time where it's just like this is what I think I need. And then you never it doesn't it's not as satisfying or it's not as rejuvenating. Yes. It's not as yeah. and, and we've been holding on to it for so long and we can release and let it go. And I think that that's also hard. Uh, This morning I was thinking about how selfish it is. Like I like spinning things and turning things and looking at them differently. And I started thinking about people, women who are so busy that that is actually more selfish than sitting and having a fire like you did this morning. Like, because you're not giving your best to anything, most importantly to yourself, because I'm always about yourself first. Um, but certainly not to your children, your family, your dog, your, your clients, your business, your like, and it's yeah. such a selfish act because it's not from the right place then. Right. Right. What are your yeah. thoughts? About? Yeah. That reminds me of an analogy of somebody I talked to. We know the analogy of like, fill your cup first so that you can overflow or whatever. But she was like, the cup is for you. Oh yeah. The cup is yours. The cup, you don't, you don't, everything that's inside of the cup that doesn't go to anybody except for you so once you fill your cup then once it overflows that's for everybody else and I was like oh that is so good because we always talk about like empty your cup serve give do all this stuff but like the cup is yours so what that's what I thought when you were talking about it's like how often are we sacrificing ourselves for the name of busy or whatever we're trying to accomplish. And you're right, we don't. And I found that for myself, I wasn't giving my best self to anybody or everybody. Maybe they have pieces of it. Yes, exactly. I really wasn't showing up in the way that I wanted to. I think that's it too, right? Then we don't show up and don't think, oh, well, it's because I'm so busy. Yeah. We blame all these external things when at the end of the day, it's all us. It's like, there's no blaming, no matter what's happening, you still have these choices. And I think when we offload our choices, I think that's the moment. And, and you could have offloaded your choices. This is one of the reasons I wanted you on here because you had a job that was paying you, right? You, 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 you know, you're living how you want to live. And, you know, so it's like, you could have just been like, ah, you know, my family's the one that are their entrepreneurs. Like you could have just offloaded this. And then, you know, it could, and maybe you never would have got back to your real self where you want to live in joy and that, and listen to that deep soulful calling. Yeah. And that's to me, the most terrifying thing. Like that's hell on earth to me. That was what scares the shit out of me more than anything else. I'm willing to feel uncomfortable trying something that might be scary. And it's taken a long time where I can just jump into stuff now. Um, I'm willing to feel that more. Um, than the feeling of, I didn't do it. And so with your clients, so talk a little bit about the work that you do with your clients. Like, what do you walk yeah. them through? Yeah. So I, one I was thinking about when we were talking about the joy was that she had that, ex- she, we've been walking through for her expectations. That was the one thing that came out when we started working on stuff. She's like, I think I have expectations about life that is not realistic for this season that I'm in. 
because she has kids. She's working in a corporate job. She's actually been applying for other different jobs. And she's like, I thought I had to have this all day joyous, like head in the clouds feeling. And she's like, I just can't because I have kids that have things going on in their life. I have this job stuff that's changing. And so um, a word that I feel like is kind of buzzing out there right now is finding glimmers of joy. And so glimmers, they're saying some of the things I've been reading, it's like glimmers are opposite of triggers. They help um, navigate finding joy. And so when, even if it's just like for her, one of the things last week she talked about was like baking cookies with her daughter, teaching her daughter how to navigate the oven without burning herself. And she had such a moment of joy that just carried her with that and laughing with her youngest son because he was having a hard day and it was like, what's going to happen? Are we having a meltdown? And like, she did something funny and they just laughed and they just laughed. And so that those were little things she started to point out. It's like, it's not big in my expectations. It's not big, but it's these small little things that is bringing her joy and bringing peace back in her life. So that she can she can show up in her job, in her family, in the way that she wants to. So I do a lot of discovering that joy. And then we look at, so the expectation is the mindset piece of like, what, what's there in your mind? What have we, what have we attached ourselves to that's not part of that inner knowing self? Yes, that is so rich. Um, I like what you said about these moments that she's create or that you help your clients create, because I think exactly what you said is that, you know, I think that people do have this thing that they think that it's like all or nothing. I either have to be like, oh my God, everything's so great all the time. And if they're not in that vibe all the time, that somehow a, that those moments that are happy and joyful really don't matter. Or they're doing something wrong because they quote, quote, I'm air quoting for you podcast people air quoting, you know, they should feel like that all the time. And I think that that has really been a disservice that, and we see it of course, all over social, right? Everything looks like peaches and cream and shit like that. And then you realize like you have a real conversation with like somebody and they're like, you know, I'm really actually happy. It's like, well, God, who would have known that? It's just this facade. And I yes. think flying into this facade. So how do you help clients navigate that it's okay that they're not like skipping around, you know, you know, like thrilled out of their mind all the time that they can have two emotions or even multiple emotions exist. And that's completely normal and fine that yes. that's like, how do you help them ha- um, navigate having multiple emotions? Yeah. It's a lot of like, we start talking about like, what are you feeling? I feel a lot of my clients are cut off from their emotions. They're all yeah. up in their head. They can't even, they don't even know. Or maybe they're, some of them I think are scared. I, knowing myself, I've been scared of my emotions and what it's actually trying to tell me. So it's saying like, like you can be okay having the duality yeah. of joy and grief, of laughter, of sadness, of crying and saying like, our society teaches us Oh, you're happy. You're sad. You're, you're up, you're down. It's just the singular thing, but the human actual human experience is that we have these duality. And when we first start recognizing that it's confusing, it's like, Oh, is this even right? Am I even right to have both of these at the same time? So when we can get to a place of acceptance of that, 
then you can start to find what is joyful. Because when you yeah. can experience your emotions, whether they're good or bad, we can then experience the joy. When we cut off our emotions, we cut off the joy. So good right there. Soundbite. Boom. <laughs> that was perfect. Right. Yeah. Um, so good. Yeah. Because, you know, I, I think about that uh, too, even what I'm experiencing now with River, who's a senior, mm-hmm. she's already been accepted to a school. So her senior year is like cakewalk, which is also yeah. pretty cool. Um, yeah. And we're going to be selling the big house and I'm redoing my other house and yeah. I'm navigating this almost daily crying of this transition and missing her while at the same time excited and joyful out of my freaking mind to just like with John all day or like walk around naked whatever you know what I mean just like there's a new season that's coming and I can value and appreciate it but that doesn't take away from this beautiful life I've had raising this amazing human in this beautiful environment um and you know, it really, I really was able to like feel that the other day. Well, like I, I'm more consciously at allowing that those moments and yeah. being grateful for them. And just, I think what you're saying, it, the way I'm hearing it for myself is when we cut ourselves off from those emotions or we, we cut ourselves off from all emotion. Yes. And yes. which includes the gratitude and happiness and joyfulness, mm-hmm. because yeah. a lot of times we're having a lot of negative emotions. So of course we want to not feel them, but that leaves right. no room for the joy. And yeah. I think that the big thing too is, and knowing you if for as long as I have, you know, part of your value system in, in mine is that we want to, oh, like I could feel yeah. We want to feel it all, even the uncomfortable, because we recognize you can't have yin without yang. You can't have one without the other. Yeah. And giving ourselves permission to honor both. And that both is part of our human experience. And -hmm. it's not something that's wrong. Like there's nothing wrong with us because we have it. We're actually amazing, complex human beings that get to feel all of this stuff. Um, I think, and redefining, I think it's redefining it all. What we're talking about is redefining those emotions yes. um, to be okay and give ourselves permission to feel all of it. Yes. And I know that you and I are both going through like this part of our mission, right? With our work, right? It's yeah. like, we do it a little differently with our clients and, but it's still mm-hmm. our main mission because we want that yeah. for people. We want yes people to live their best life, their biggest, boldest life, or their more, most joyful life and give themselves permission yeah. to actually do that. And yet we have to walk the walk first, like I have, and like you right. have so beautifully. So thank you for coming on today. I want to ask you what, um, how one, how people can get a hold of you. And of course it will be all in the yeah. notes and everything. Um, yeah. but to, to define for me, how you, uh, define leading a life uncommon. Yeah, yeah. So get a hold of me on Instagram. That's kind of my main jam right That's now. Right. Yep, so right. my my handle is Tiffany.leader. And I am on Facebook as well. So Tiffany Leader, Intentional Living Coach, you can find me there as well. Um, how do I how do I define? Is that what you said? How do I define to or lead what do you life? think of like for you, what does it mean to yeah. lead a life uncommon? Gosh, I'm like live that life where I can live near water and travel and do all the things that feels that deep desire in my soul 
and in my husband's soul. So if that means we have to make decisions to sacrifice in certain areas, like we, like just practically, we have a budget item for travel and it's bigger than maybe most people think. But that's, we have decided that's a non-negotiable for us to be in spaces and places where we can adventure and explore and discover. Like I'm getting like choked up talking about it because that's just what fills our soul up. And we're going to decide to make decisions based on that. So that's what I feel like it is leading a life uncommon is leading the life that best suits us. And it doesn't have to make sense to other people. It doesn't. A lot of, I have lots of questions from people about it, but they were, they're just, I'm just like, this is, this is what we're doing. And this is what fits us. Beautiful. Thank you so much for coming on today. It was yeah. so good to see you. I know you have you. so many good things happening. And again, I want to yeah. thank you for just allowing me to be a part of it. Cause I know that you're doing so much good work out in the world. And it just feels so nice to know that, you know, I've had a part of that ripple effect, um, that, uh, with you transforming the world. So until yeah. I see you again, thank you, Tiffany. Yeah. You're welcome. Thank you for having me. You're so welcome. Bye everybody.